everybody. Welcome to Hey Watch This. I'm Paul Goebel. I'm David Bax. Oh, welcome back, David. Although I just saw you yesterday. That's true. We recorded uh, some commentary for... Uh, Batman Returns? Batman Returns, yeah. I, we, we recorded, for Battleship Retention, we recorded all four of the Burton Schumacher uh, 1997 Batman movies. We did a marathon commentary. You can purchase it it's, uh, to help... Uh, uh, support it's a fundraiser for battleshipretention.com but it's not a fun raiser oh it's a lot of fun oh is it you didn't have fun hmm alright I don't know if I raised fun I definitely <laughs> had fun I don't know if I raised it uh, it was a lot of fun so when will that be available it's already available alright so you can go to battleshipretention.com and you can get those you can either buy um, each of the four movies commentaries for three dollars a piece if you're a sucker or you can buy the whole set for ten dollars how much is that a piece? Ten dollars. <laughs> so, if you are only going to buy one because you only have three dollars, make sure you buy Batman Returns because it has me and Brandy Posey yeah. and other funny people. I can't speak for the other ones, but if you're going to buy two, <laughs> just buy all of them. If you're going to buy two, definitely spend the money to buy all of them because yeah, because then it's a ripoff. If you only buy one, don't buy any more because then you've cheated your own self. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, so, really, just buy them all. Uh, so, I have a story that I've been willing, I've been waiting to tell you for literally a month. Why have you been waiting so long? Well, because I, for, I mean, honestly, you haven't been here half the half the month. That's true. So, the one time you were here after it happened, I forgot. Okay. So, and the truth is, I only I could only tell you. I couldn't tell Rye. I couldn't tell Paul Sivis. I couldn't tell Mike Schmidt. Only you okay. would appreciate this story and our listeners. So, uh, my friend Micah, uh, Micah Wright and Jay Lender, two guys I know. I went to college with Micah, and then he uh, started writing animation. He became partners with Jay Lender, and the two of them wrote Angry Beavers and a bunch of other uh, stuff. Jay used to write for SpongeBob. So they, uh, they two of them directed this movie called They're Watching, and it premiered in a couple places. I think I've talked about it before, and uh, I went and saw it uh, in Santa Monica when it, when they showed it there. And it's pretty good, I gotta say. You can buy it on iTunes and stuff, and, you know, for whatever it's they're charging, $3.99, $4.99, it's definitely worth it, because it's funny when it's supposed to be funny, and, uh, and it's well made. The special effects are very, very cheap, but that's only at the very end. Uh, but it's a cool movie. So anyways... I go to the screening and it's at the Lemley NoHo in Santa. I mean, the Lemley Samo in Santa Monica. Oh, okay. That one, because uh, I was already in Santa Monica. So I'm going there and I'm just sitting down and waiting. And I see uh, then Jay and Micah come in. And it's not a big deal. The theater's hardly full. It's just basically people that support Micah and friends and stuff. So they all come in with this dude who is in the movie. His name's David Alpe. I don't know if you're familiar with his work, but he's in the movie. And and uh, he's a working actor, and he's been in stuff. So he comes in with him. Micah's like, hey, this is my friend Paul. I'm like, oh, nice to meet you, David. And, um, and then he sits down. He's, it's clear I'm by myself. So he's like, oh, I'll sit down with you. I'm by myself, too. So we're sitting there, and I'm like, oh, you're in this? Oh, great. I can't wait to see it. And uh, I asked Micah, hey, did you see Batman Superman? Because it just came out that weekend. He said, fuck no. I'm not <laughs> going to give those people my money. And I said, oh. And he goes, although David knows Henry Cavill. And I go, really? How? And he goes, well, they were on the tutors together. <laughs> and I say, really? You were on the tutors? 
Let me ask you a question about that show. Why was there so much tooting? And he just looks at me, and then he looks at Micah, and he looks back at me, and I go, seriously, I mean, the show's called The Tutors. We get it. You don't have to toot in every scene. And he looks at Micah, and Micah goes, you sat next to him. And it was great, because he realized, oh, this guy's just being an asshole. And then we enjoyed, he sat there the whole time, and we enjoyed the film, and I was like, man, that you were really good in that, and uh, and he was. It couldn't be more charming. But it was great because I got to meet a dude from the tutors and ask him about all the tuning. It was great. That's fantastic. Yes, well it's, it's like a dream come true, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's all I did. <laughs> that's the only story or uh, uh, anything of interest that happened to me this week. What about you? You've been busy, right? I went to Las Vegas last week again for a convention for my work. work. And then you left Las Vegas? <laughs> I did. I did not drink myself to death. You, you actually left? I actually left Las Vegas uh, alive. Uh, yeah, you, it was a good time. you see any good movies or TV shows lately? I have watched almost nothing Yeah, <laughs> in the time... Uh, yeah, I, I don't even know. Well, I'm curious about, because like you said, was it not Dazed and Confused, the next one? Everybody wants some? You said it's great. It is great. And I've heard people say it's awful. I've never... Well, maybe you just know some dumb people. But I'm, I've never heard such contrasting reviews. Like, one person said there's no decent female leads in the movie. Unlike the first one, where there was at least no, some. I mean, that, no, that's definitely true. I don't know that it makes it a bad movie. But that is, yeah, that's true. It's a very bro-centric movie. So, do you think it's a legit criticism that it that the movie? No, because I, yeah, I mean, because it's that kind of movie. Unlike they like, think yes, confused. in movies in general, it'd be great to have more women. Yeah. So I agree with that. Um, but not but every movie in, is about that. Movie, that's, yeah, that's not what it's about. Okay, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, then maybe it should be. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know about. Well, like, like you know, Dazed and Confused and Fast Times, they have female characters oh, yeah. who yeah. who are important to this story. Yeah, and that's not what this movie is, and if that turns you off, then uh, avoid the movie. I, okay. I don't know what else to say. And we talked yesterday about Nixon and, uh, and oh, Elvis. Elvis and Nixon? I haven't seen it. Tyler saw it. He didn't And he said it was no good. Yeah, I was talking to Brooke about it, and it seems like the parts of that movie are great, but as a whole, it looks terrible. Right, like we all love Kevin Spacey and Michael right. Shannon, Shannon, and yeah. that story is one of the most interesting talked-about events of the '60s. But is it good? All put together, I guess the answer is no. Tyler said no. Apparently not. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, that's I funny. wish I had more. I, I, I had a blast in Las Vegas. Uh huh. Where'd you stay? At Bally's. Okay. Um, which is right in that sort of group of hotels where I like to stay, around because you know. I'm, I'm a low rent, low class dude. So one of my favorite places to gamble in all of Las Vegas mm-hmm. is the Margaritaville Casino. Oh, I thought you were gonna say slots of fun. No, I don't know. What that is. <laughs> but as far as strip, like yeah, the downtown's a different thing. I like downtown, I like Golden Nugget. Yeah. But as far as the strip, I'm into Margaritaville. Where is that? Uh, it's in the Flamingo. Oh, okay. So you know, do you know where the Margaritaville? There's a Margaritaville restaurant there. No, I did not okay. know that. It's it's connected to the Flamingo, okay. but they have their own tiny casino that's in between the restaurant and the Flamingo casino. Oh, that's nice. There's a little area that's the Margaritaville Casino. I love it. Oh, right. It's like a. I'll check it It's out. like a shady grotto. Like it's. Well, cool. that's why I like to go to. Uh, where is it? Where Siegfried and Roy are. 
uh, at their hotel with the volcano, the mirage. Is that the mirage? I think so, because it's like it, there's like bird noises and yeah, trees yeah, and shit mirage, in yeah. there. I but did, yeah, I did. Hang, I didn't gamble with the mirage, but I did because uh, I was with the, there for a work thing. My boss and I went to the sports bar at the Mirage to watch the King's uh, King Sharks hockey game. Yeah, it's super relaxing in there. Yeah. But it's weird. Sometimes you want a noisy, you know, uh, fast gambling. Sometimes you want to just chill and yeah. have a cocktail and relax. Yeah. That's pretty great. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk about these shows then. All right. Uh, starting with The Night Manager. Okay. Now, I had no idea what this was about. I saw commercials for it and I saw the cast and went, well, I have to... Watch it at least one episode until I saw until we're watching it in the very beginning. It says based on the John Le Carre novel. I went, oh, I get it. Yeah, exactly. I know exactly what's happening now. Yes. Hugh Hugh Laurie's a bad guy. Tom Hiddleston's a good guy. He's going to somehow infiltrate uh, Hugh Laurie's organization. He's a non-spy, but yep. he teams up with Olivia Coleman from Broadchurch, who is a spy spy. But she's I, is she pretending to be a reporter? No, I think she's in the intelligence community. Oh, is she? That's okay. my, whatever, I don't know what the British CIA, MI6? MI, MI6, yeah, I don't know. Something I have no like idea that. what it is, but I, my understanding was that she was in the, essentially the British State Department or whatever. Okay, maybe she's the British FBI, not CIA. Maybe. That's different. You know, CIA is spies, FBI is Okay, but the State Department cops. in the US, is the CIA is a part of the State Department. Yes. So maybe that's what she is. She's not maybe a spy particularly, oh, right. but she's a part of their whatever. Yeah. Okay. Of. Yeah. So she recruits him, and obviously, just like all Jean Lacard novels, it just happens to work out that there t- that this opportunity takes place. Mm-hmm. But um, I will say, uh, <clears throat> I don't know where was this on? Be- not it's not, not AMC. BBC. AMC. Yeah. But I think it already aired in England back in February. Okay. So that makes sense. So like a lot of English dramas, it's very dry, it's very slow, and like and it's like a lot of Jean Le Carre stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that last one they did with uh, Cumberbatch? Didn't they make a movie out of that or something? Uh, it's Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Oh, okay. With Gary Oldman. Benedict Cumberbatch has a small role in it. He's in it? Yes, yeah, so is Tom right. Hardy. Well, there you go. But they had remade. They had made that before, didn't they? A million years ago with Alec yeah. Guinness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. all right. Oh. Yeah. oh, ooh, was that your trivia question? Part of my trivia. <laughs> so it's very slow, at least at the beginning. And I was honestly halfway through. I was like, I don't know if I'll keep watching this until the second half when they meet again many years later up in the Swiss Alps. Yeah. That's fucking cool, first of all. Yeah. Like, we're watching it, and Brooke's like, what is he doing? Just walking around in the mountains? I'm like, no, that's where he lives. Yeah. If you work if you work at a chateau in the Alps, it's not like you can go back and forth, right? Right. You have a little hovel that you live in up there in the mountains. So I was like, that's fucking cool, because they clearly shot it up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then on top of all that, now it, it really feels like a spy thriller there. You know, at least at the end of this first episode, they're up in this Alps together, mm-hmm. and he's getting to know Hugh Laurie and ingratiate himself and all his friends and his hot girlfriend. That clearly is ambiguous about what he does, and uh, and then he and he made it clear, I think, even in the first half, that he's like a patriot of some sort. Yeah, like yeah. he says, you know, I want to, I got to take this guy down because he hurt innocent people of, that, of my country. And I, I think that was the part that set it apart for me the most about American stuff like this. Mm-hmm. You know, like like compared to Homeland, mm-hmm. they constantly are talking about do your duty as an American, fight tyranny, avenge people, blah, blah, blah. But 
it sounds like bullshit when they say it, right? <laughs> They're just trying to get people to do what they want them to do, right? When Carrie says it, she doesn't care about that shit. She just cares about being right and finding bad guys because she's crazy. That's an interesting point, yeah. Right? That, Because um, I think there are true patriots in America. And there of course. are true, patriots in, true American patriots in fiction. But in the specific comparison of Homeland, I think you're right. that it, What Carrie yeah. does is about Carrie. And we get the impression that what uh, Jonathan Pine, is that uh, Hiddleston's character's name? Something like that. Jonathan yeah. Pine, that he really is uh, at least... At least 50% patriotically motivated. Yeah. The other 50% is that he was clearly into this woman who got murdered in Egypt. Right. Uh, that's definitely stuck with him. Yeah, and he feels responsible. He, he has a lot of guilt, which I will say, Tom, that is probably Tom Hiddleston's biggest strength in this thing. Uh, because, obviously, most of us know him from Loki. Right. Uh, where he's, you know, a smartass and a bad guy and can't be trusted. This character's exact opposite. He's very empathetic. He feels a lot of guilt over this woman. Uh, just when, he, as soon as he heard about this guy, when she said he's the worst ever, he's right. the worst person ever. As soon as she said that, he was like, "Whoa, that, that guy doesn't sound good." You know, <laughs> it's not like he went, "All right, you're hysterical." I'm sure he's not that bad. Right. He immediately went, "Oh shit, is he the worst guy?" And he was on, you know, his guard until she died, and and then it was like, "Oh, okay, yeah." He is the worst. That's pretty bad. And then he runs into him again and has to do something. I I felt like it was all very believable because I connected to that. You know, you have opportunities in your life that are missed sometimes. And when an opportunity comes up a second time that you never thought you were going to get, right. you fucking seize it. Right? Even if it's something small like you and me, like, I don't know, uh, extra Slurpee. At the, at the store, right? <laughs> One time I went there and they were giving out Slurpees and I was like, shit, I'm not really thirsty. But I realized I should have got that Slurpee, you know, and given it to someone. <laughs> and so next time I went in, they were giving out free Slurpees. I took it. And I didn't even want it, but I took it to make sure I got my free Slurpee. Carpe Slurpee. See, that's what I'm saying. Um, so that's, so by the end of the show, I was, I was pretty hooked. I was uh, down with what they're doing. Yeah, definitely. I'm also a sucker for the idea of uh, decorum and protocol. Yeah, in right. In terms of like yeah. the way he dresses, the way he acts. I know you like uh, that. I really like that kind of stuff. This thing looked like and, it was produced by uh, Jordan Morris and those guys, you know? Because uh, just all the suits. Jesse Thorne. Just, yeah, Jesse yeah. Thorne. The other one, right. Yeah, the other one. Because <laughs> of all the suits and the way they, they talk. Yeah, everyone's and, polite. And there's clearly a, like, in, in his job as an... He's the night manager of the hotel. He's in the service industry. Right. But because the people he's working for are upper class, he has to have all the right. um, trappings of the upper class. And he's and, the boss, too. He's like yeah. the head butler or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly... Yeah, it reminded me of Anthony Hopkins in The Remains of the Day in yeah. a lot of ways. The way he... Like, in that second meeting in Switzerland when he's in their room opening their champagne for them, like, he has... There's yeah. so much turmoil going on inside of him, but he's like keeping it completely flat. Yeah, it's pretty And then great. he, as soon as he leaves, he runs down the hall and throws up. That's my favorite part of yeah. the show. Uh, it, and I think Tom Hiddleston played that really well. It, the acting is really what makes this. Uh, and, and even in the other characters, like you said, the chick from Broadchurch, who's great, but she'll always be the chick from Broadchurch. Uh, yeah, until I still we see kind of think of stuff. her as the, the only female cop in Hot Fuzz. Do you ever... Ah, no, I don't remember her. Oh. That's funny. I remember her. I can see her now, but I have no memory of what her character did in that movie. So <laughs> she's just the she's the only lady cop in this small oh, town. All right. Uh, 
Yeah, and uh, also, and like you said, that champagne scene, like he saw, just happened to see uh, Hugh Laurie put all that stuff in the bottle, and he knew, I got to get that bottle. Right, right. And, and then he runs, he's like, go get the... But he didn't even see him put the SIM cards in the bottle. He saw, he saw him, something. He saw him putting uh, pistachio shells in the right. bottle, and that's what made him think, oh, maybe he's disposing of trash in champagne bottles. Which, obviously he was, and yeah. also because that's a weird thing to do. Yeah. Why would you put your pistachio shells in the bottle and then throw the bottle away? Unless you were trying to hide something, which he was. Yeah. And and I like that because, you know, again, it's like it's a total Jean Le Carre thing. That's very smart. Spies aren't stupid. You know, guys who get rich selling weapons to criminals are very, very smart <laughs> because they're not in jail and they're super rich. And spies are very smart because they don't want to get caught and killed. So I was like, this is all great. And even when... Uh, he introduces himself, Hugh Laurie, Dickie, whatever his name is. Dickie Roper. Well, it's Richard Roper, but yeah, when he introduces himself, he does Dickie say Dickie Roper. Roper. Yeah. yeah, and he's keep, and he's he's trying to build a rapport, but still keeping his distance at the same time. And I, from what I understand, that's a big part of this, is him gaining the trust. And I'm sure that, like all spy movies or all undercover movies, eventually when he has to pull the trigger, Roper says, how could you do this to me? Mm-hmm. Um, does it bother you at all that his name's Richard Roper as <laughs> like, okay. a, a dude who used to live in Chicago? Does yeah. it bother you? Uh, it doesn't bother me at all. It's, it bothered me. It's spelled different. It's what? They're not spelling it every time they say it, though. No, but we see the name Richard Roper plenty right. of and times. Then, and then when it says Mr. Roper, that doesn't bother you either? <laughs> Honestly, I think that stuck out to me more because the spelling's the same. <laughs> because when he showed up at the hotel the first time, I turned to Brooke and said, Oh, man, so now they're all going to have to... Tom Hiddleston's going to have to pretend he's gay to, <laughs> so Mr. Roper can stay in the hotel. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I can, I'm past that now. I made that joke, so we're done. But I don't know. I, outside of Chicago, I don't know that people even know who Richard Roper is outside of the well, Midwest. He, he, did, he did the at the movies with Roger Ebert for a while. So that, that was a movie. long time ago. Roger, Richard Roper, yeah. But he's R-O-E. And the spelling, honestly, it made it... Really? I The Mr. Roper thing stuck out to me more... <laughs> Than Richard Roper because of the different spelling. And that's funny because in America, nobody. Like if they had made this for America, they would have changed that immediately. Right. It would have been the first thing they changed. Mr. They would have said, Mr. Roper, we can't do that. How about Mr. Rogers? No, can't do that. <laughs> Mr. Richards? Okay, Dick Richards. That's who he is. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know. It's, it's weird that a show, I guess, why did they have it on AMC and not BBC or PBS or something? I, I don't know. Maybe AMC... Pay more for it. Maybe. Make it must have a lot of money. I don't know about what to say about this show other than it was really good. I'm going to keep watching it. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I hope it, each episode stays good. The great thing is it's a miniseries and we know it's going to end. So Yeah, six weeks. Yeah, it's not going to, no bullshit cliffhanger and they're going to put everything in it. I, I think it's funny also like Tom Hiddleston I guess isn't really playing against type because aside from Loki... He's really he kind of plays these yeah, yeah, yeah. these mooning big eyed <laughs> you know dudes like did you see Crimson Peak uh, yeah yeah which I hated but oh it's great uh, I he was kind of like that in this in, in Crimson Peak yeah you know he's a big eyed weirdo who wanted everybody to to be nice to each other <laughs> so if he has long hair he's a jerk if he has short hair he's a nice guy yeah he was nice in um, War Horse I didn't see short it. hair small part. Okay. There you go. All right. I can keep naming Tom. And what about Hugh Laurie? Let's talk about his performance. Uh, Obviously, like it's him. 
it's different from House because he's not American and he's a jerk in a different way. He's he's like a real jerk. Yeah. He's completely amoral. He's perfectly polite and nice, but he has uh, he has no morals whatsoever. And I mean, if this woman's gonna die, right? This beautiful woman who's his girlfriend, she's eventually gonna die too, uh, right? I hope not, but maybe. But it, I mean, that's clearly going to be the thing. At one, uh, Tom Hiddleston's gonna be like. Uh, the woman, the broad church woman is going to be saying, you have to do this, you have to do this. This is what we need you to do. And the whole time he's saying, I will, but I have to make sure she doesn't die in the meantime. I have to get her out. That's going to be the obviously the conflict, right? He can't let another woman be murdered by Dickie Roper. I guess Roper. we'll see. Because she seems like a different person than Sophia. Right. She seemed like she's... she's she kind of knew what was going on. Yeah, she's less morally uh, right. ambivalent. She doesn't really give a fuck is, yeah. is what yeah. it comes down to. She kind of knows what's up, but doesn't give a fuck. Whereas, let's talk about this. Whereas that first lady... Sophia. She, Sophia was clearly confessing, clearly asking for help, right? Yeah. By saying, can you, can you personally copy these for me? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because I thought that was weird at first, but I thought, oh. And, and that, that seems to be a Jean Le Carre t- thing, too. The, in all the stories, the what likes the fuse is just somebody saying to somebody, you got to do something about this. Mm. Just somebody who's kind of a nobody and has no power saying, please help me. Or, hey, have you seen this happening? That's that's the old school spy way. Yeah. All right. Good show, yeah. man. We'll keep watching it. <laughs> we'll see and we'll, we'll uh, hear from other people who are watching it yeah, what we'll they think, too. Uh, all right, you want to talk about trivia? Let's do trivia. All right, last week's trivia question, I guess, was hard. Maybe it's because the way I asked it. But we were talking about Aaron Paul on The Path. And all, and I've heard this. Have you watched any of The Path? No, I haven't. Here's the thing, and we talked about it at length last week with Rye. At, in the first episode, Michelle Monaghan is telling this woman why their church is so great. And she says, our leader is literally bathed in light. Now... I understand that's the kind of thing cults say, uh-huh. but you don't lead with that. <laughs> you know? that when, Like I said this last week, when you go to Scientologists, they don't start with the Xenu shit, right. right? And I thought, this is fucking ridiculous. And I turned to Brooke and I said, so this is a cult, right? So why are we watching this? <laughs> but then she talked to her friend who had been in Scientology, who said, I love this show. Because they're, it's exactly like what I went through. Huh. And I went, oh, that's interesting. And so... And other people have told me, you got to keep watching because the show gets really good, which I will admit that was my bad because it's Hulu, just like any, just like HBO or any of these other shows, they have a show planned out. So if I'm watching, if I'm sitting through two shitty episodes of vinyl, I should be able to sit through through two shitty episodes of The Path till it gets really good. So I, I will probably go back and watch it. But that's for those of you who were like me, who said, fuck this cult show. Apparently, that's the interesting thing. It's not a show about a cult. It's a show about people in the cult and how, even though most of them know it's bullshit, how they deal with it. And, uh, you know, Will Graham is on it. He's pretty good. Hugh Dancy? Yeah. He's, yeah. he's yeah. pretty good on it. <laughs> and, and and it's basically about those three, Will, uh, Hugh yeah. Dancy and Michelle. And So uh, so that was the question was about Aaron Paul, to get us back to yeah, the Yeah, what tribute. was the question? It was... I said, what three superheroes did Aaron Paul work with on a TV show? He worked with superheroes? Yes, he was on a TV show with superheroes. Because I was, I was saying how they've all done superhero stuff. Oh, so he wasn't 
necessarily on superhero TV shows. He was on shows with pe- people who played superheroes. Yes, but I will say, on that show, they were playing superheroes. Oh. On the show he was on, with these three women, they all were playing superheroes. Was it Birds of Prey? Yes, it was. But what were the name of the three superheroes? Oh, that you've, was got, the you've got Oracle in right? there. Uh, Batgirl slash Oracle. Um, who else was on that show? Someone called Raven? Uh, eh, well, she was a bird. Yeah, it's, there's someone who's a bird. She was Black Canary. Black Canary. That was her name. She was uh, the original Black Canary's daughter. Okay. And, and Black then, Canary is on Arrow now, right? Yeah. But it's Black act. Canary. And then White Canary is on the DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, okay. But now, yes. all I know is Oracle. I don't remember who else was on that. The show took place in Gotham City. Batgirl was on it. Yeah, Oracle. So, who else would be the third person? The third lady? Yeah. Uh, Catwoman? No. Close. Huntress. Huntress. The daughter of Batman and Catwoman. I'm sorry. Because the the show supposedly takes place right after Killing Joke. I, I gotta... How did you not know that? I don't know my DC stuff as well as I should. But that show was no good for many reasons. But the only a couple people tried. Alex Daniel got two out of three, and I said, "Well, you're close, so we'll see who else answers it." But then, and he said, "Take that, super fan Jen, and all you other <laughs> super fans who tried and Truman and all you guys. I got it first, but Nick Mendoza then swooped in and had all three answers correct. So congratulations, Mendoza! Mendoza! That's your prize." All right, so you, you got a question this week? Yeah, it's David. about John Lacar or Lacare. Lacare uh, um, and sure. Alec Guinness. Uh, well, it's about the character George Smiley, who's uh, a character that's appeared in many of Smiley's John Lacare's uh, novels. Yes, um, and has been portrayed in movies and TV um, by a number of people. He's been portrayed on TV, British TV. Only twice. You already got one. Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness, right. In Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. And in a 1991 British made-for-TV movie, what British character actor played George Smiley? And this is in Smiley's People? Uh, is this the name of the... No, this is in uh, A Murder of Quality. Is the a name Murder of, of Quality. Okay. Uh, so did Alec Guinness play him in Smiley's People? No, I don't know what Smiley's People is. That was an- it was another John Le Carre thing. But it was Maybe, on TV? I thought they made a miniseries out of it. Maybe it's just a book. But uh, I remember yeah, hearing about the, it. The only ones I saw when I looked it up, George Smiley appearances on TV, I saw the Tinker Tailors were just by miniseries from the 70s okay. with, with Alec Guinness. Right. And then a made-for-TV movie from 1991 with a British character actor that I know you know who this is. I imagine younger viewers might not know this person by name, but would probably recognize him okay. from a popular series of movies. <laughs> But he's a character actor. He's a character actor who so had a not... small but recurring role in a major motion picture franchise in the 80s and 90s. Okay, so it's not James Bond. It's not any James Bonds. No, it's an American movie franchise. Okay. That he had a small recurring role in. Oh, Jesus. All he's right. He's only in the first and third ones, if that helps. But he's an American actor? No, he's a British actor. Okay. It's an American franchise. Yeah, see, that's... that's and he's fine. in the first and third movies And he's franchise. old because young yeah. people wouldn't recognize him. I can think of everybody... Everybody I can think of doesn't fit into the in, all of those. Like Jason Statham, but he's, he's not right, and it's not Sean Connery. There's not Robert Wagner. So I have no idea. 
You know who that actor is? Yes, I do. All right. Okay. It is. Oh, and he played him. Well, that is a great trivia question, I got to say. That fits <laughs> all the qualifications of a great trivia question. Because like you said, yes, I know him by name. And I would know him if I saw him. And he's great in those movies that you mentioned. Yeah. So, all right. So, if you know the answer, write to me, Paul, at thekingoftv.com. And uh, I will send you off prizes. I still got prizes. Some of them didn't get peed on. But look, is in a new case. How's, how do you like that? Tea proof. <laughs> how was your 420, by the way? Uh, what was that, Wednesday? Yeah. I called my brother and wished him a happy birthday. Mm. And how was your Earth Day? Did uh, you call the Earth? No, Earth Day, I went to a uh, Clifton's Cafeteria downtown, had um, uh, drink specials and live music for Earth Day, Friday night. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, my right. friend's That's band funny. was playing, and uh, went That's down fun. there. What was the name of the band? Uh, bon Bon Vivant. Nice. Bon Bon Vivant. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and of course, follow me on the Twitter, at Paul Goble Show. Be my friend on the Facebook, and LinkedIn, and all that other stupid crap. And you? Uh, yeah. You do that stupid crap, right? Yeah, I'm all over LinkedIn all the time, 24-7 on LinkedIn. Um, no, you can find, you can email me, well, you can find my movie reviews and everything else, my podcast and everything at battleshippretension.com. You can email me at david at battleshippretension.com. And you can and should follow me on Twitter at davypretension. I will say this about, uh, about the, uh, the things we recorded. The Batman, the Batman commentary. The Batman, Batman commentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, there's a story I told during my section about a guy, and I purposely didn't mention his name, but I bet if anyone listens to that, they'll know who I'm talking about. I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, I, you might not know the guy, but I bet if people listen to that commentary, they'll know who I'm talking about. Um, Can I see your pen? Well, this is a vape pen. No, I want a pen pen. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I want to try and guess who this person is. All right. Um, well, let's talk about Inside Amy Schumer while you write that down. That? No. No, no. it wasn't. Because I, no, I love Jamie Flam. He's okay, a cool guy. Good. So it wasn't about Jamie Flam. No, Jamie Flam is a, is a nice man and a, a good friend, and I respect uh, him quite a bit. I'm so glad to hear that. It's not him. It's not Jamie. He's a cool guy. So this episode of Inside, Inside Amy Schumer... I was really upset by it because it you were sucked. Upset? Cause I mean, it, I w- it wasn't good. But I went online and saw the reviews, and apparently that's what everybody thought. Even Amy Schumer said it sucked. <laughs> said, "I'm sorry, the reviews were so bad, but we're swinging." Like she tweeted out, "I'm sorry." Uh, she didn't say, "I'm sorry," but she was like, "Hope you enjoyed it. Reviews were bad, but we're swinging for the fences this year." She basically did damage control on the first episode. Yeah, and I, I think after watching it, I would too. That Lin-Manuel Miranda shit? Let's set that one aside. Okay. That one aside, I don't think that I hated this at any point. I was just kind of like... It was 22 minutes of my life that I watched. There were a couple decent jokes. I don't think I ever laughed out loud. But, yes, the Hamilton sketch, which I feel like... I said the episode was 22 minutes. I feel like that sketch was 40 minutes in its own. Right. It went on forever and was not funny once. Well, one of the reviews I read pointed out... And this guy says it's a problem with the show, but I think it's a problem with comedy in general, especially on TV. Uh, but these days, and I think I've, I've brought this up before, people think it's a joke. It's funny to bring on the real person and go, hey, look yep. who it is. Yeah, yeah. 
And that's the full joke. Yeah, I don't like that. It's not funny. It's not okay. It's lazy writing. Now, I'm not saying that's just what she did, but she might as well have. Because it was just, let's bring in Lin-Manuel Miranda, and me and my sister will fuck around in front of him. Yeah, I think also the problem is uh, maybe a bit of uh, myopia on her part. Yeah. Because contrary to what the internet might seem like sometimes, America does not have Hamilton feet. No, that's true. Like, a very small but obnoxiously vocal minority of America has Hamilton fever. Right. Most people either don't know what it is, or like me, don't give a shit. Right. Take all the people in New York and in New York City who are crazy about Hamilton, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of them condensed, but then take all those people, spread them out across America, Yeah. and that's what it's like across the rest of America. Yeah. It's, it's not that big a deal. I, honestly, I get all my information about Hamilton from watching talk shows and seeing people on it. I saw <laughs> Lin-Manuel on Colbert, and I, he, they talked all about it, and I was like, this seems interesting. I saw the lead guy who was on Person of Interest. He was on Seth Meyers. Okay. They talked all about it. I went, this sounds like a good show. But considering the chances of me ever seeing it on yeah. Broadway are almost nil. Right. I mean, they might as well be zero at this point. Yeah. Why would I give a fuck? Exactly. I'm not going to listen to it in my car because I don't listen to musicals ever. Certainly not in my fucking car. And well, I, mean, I, certain, I, don't, I like musicals. Okay. I don't give a shit about a hip-hop musical because it's not really hip-hop. I like hip-hop. Yeah? I try to listen to this. <laughs> Hamilton is to hip-hop as Jesus Christ Superstar is to rock and roll. Damn! <laughs> Damn! I, OMG! How have you not tweeted that already? Uh, because I don't want uh, people to hate me. Fuck you. I'm going to tweet it right now then. What's my tweet now, motherfucker? And I'm not giving you credit at all, but I'm going to tweet that right now. Okay. Hamilton is to hip hip hop. Oh, you're capitalizing hip hop. That's right. As uh-huh. Jesus Christ. Superstar, good typing skills. Was to rock and roll, rock and roll. Or should I say rock and roll? Rock and roll. Uh, I think you're fine. To rock and roll. All right. And should I hashtag it? Burn or something? I, hashtag I think, burn. You're better at this Twitter thing than I am. If, you, if, if hashtag okay. burn will get you more uh, faves, then uh, okay. Hashtag burn. Hashtag minority opinion. <laughs> hashtag. Don't say minority opinion. Has, hashtag. Because minority can mean more than one oh, thing. Oh, that's true. What is it called when you're purposely uh, disagreeing with someone just to be different? Trolling? Hashtag trolling? <laughs> yeah, there I you do go. That? All right. Hashtag trolling. Hashtag trolling. You need a space between burn and the next... Uh... All right, there you go. So, all of you who watched me, <laughs> all of you who, who saw this on Twitter and went, Ah, Paul Goble. Now you know why I did it. And actually, you know that it was David's <laughs> actual tweet. So there you go. At 5.27 p.m. All right. On Sunday. Uh, it's taking a long time. I feel like Twitter is, like, approving this. To, like, It's going through their Hamilton filter. <laughs> did it go? Yeah, yeah, I think it did. There you go. Right there. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're right. And also, the other problem is, you know, Amy Schumer now, you know, in a very short matter of time, has become super famous. Uh, like a lot of comedians do, you know, not that she is new in the business and all, but she's now she's when she says, I'd like to get the Hamilton guy on my show, 
it happens. Right. Even you know, even when last year that didn't happen. But last year she had Tina Fey. Right, and Julie, Julie Louis-Dreyfus, Patricia Arquette, Patricia Arquette, all those ladies. And that's, that was a much more clever use of Absolutely. Star Wars. That, that was not a look who's here. Right. They did a really awesome thing with that. Same with 12 this, Angry Dudes. Yeah, this exactly was literally, let's thing. have Lin-Manuel Miranda. It's fucking and stupid. he's literally going to sit and watch. He's essentially us. He's just watching a sketch. And hating uh, it. The only thing I liked is that she kept getting his name wrong. <laughs> Uh, Lynn Emmanuel Miranda, and then there was another. <laughs> she called him Linda. Those are the only jokes that I liked. All right, then let's talk about the other sketches that were terrible. That politicians in the uh, in the doctor's office sketch. It was okay. There's some. Come on. What what year is it? We get it. Was that supposed to be a, a political commercial? <laughs> that it was so heavy handed. Went was... on forever. And who is watching Inside Amy Schumer that needs to be convinced of that? It's okay. it's completely wasted. You know what I mean? It's like Key and Peele. When Key and Peele, the first episode of Key and Peele, they did this great episode about, or they did this great commercial parody about, uh, what's it called? Uh, FamilyTree.com, whatever okay, that thing yeah, is. Yeah. And it was funny because they're, like, they're all going, I found out I was related to this person, this person. But every black person went, I found out I was related to Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> and, they, and, they just, and, it, and then it got to like a bunch of people saying a name, but every black person said Thomas Jefferson. And they were perfectly happy with it. But that's, that was the whole joke. And I thought, this Ancestry.com, that's what it is. But I was like, this is hilarious. Because, A, it's pointing out something to white people, me specifically, that I never realized before. Uh -huh. When black people are related to somebody famous, it's 99% of the time because a famous person fucked a slave. Yeah. And, it's, and it's not as fun for them. You know what I'm saying? Like you and I go, you know, I'm related to John Adams. And people go, really? And then a black guy goes, yeah, me too. <laughs> and you go, oh, right. Right? Uh, yeah. Did John Adams have slaves? It's I, That's not the point. All right. Um, I don't think he did. But that's my point is that nobody watching Amy Schumer was like, oh, really? I, I guess maybe the government shouldn't be involved in a woman's body. It's dumb. And she's and sitting there. My only problem with it was that she essentially did this sketch before, either last season or two seasons ago, um, when she was trying to get a pres uh, prescription for birth control. Right. You remember that sketch and she had to go through all those hoops and prove to all yeah. different people and like talk to a priest or something like yeah. it was a, it was really similar to that. And I get it, you know, I, I definitely agree with it. This fight is not over for women's rights and all that stuff, but that sketch was A it was preaching to the choir. It was the same joke over and over and over again. You know, any sketch where she's in the middle of going, Look, can I just do whatever I'm here to do is a waste of time. The only sketch on the whole show let's talk about the the interstitials. Now she didn't do stand up, which was good. Okay. But when she's interviewing her friends, other stand ups, I hated it. Except when she was talking to Bridget Everett's husband, I liked that. I don't know who that guy is, or if he's a stand up or whatever. But he was being real and honest. Well, I see. My favorite. Those are actually my favorite parts of the interviews, and then the Amy goes deep at the end with her. Um, yeah. Uh, the woman who her waxer waxes. That her. was good. Uh, yeah, th those were the best parts. The one I liked was when she was asking different uh, uh, comedians, female comedians, what movie best represents 
their vaginas. Right. And the, one, the black chick the says... The black woman, without hesitation, yeah. says the color purple. Brilliant. That was very, very funny. And, and, and I'm willing to say that's great. In the old days, I would have said... Wow, good thing Amy Schumer has a bunch of funny friends who can come up with their... Because you know that woman didn't get paid to write that joke. Right. Uh, Maybe it's her joke that she uses in stand-up, but it was probably the funniest joke on the whole show. It was the hardest And wasn't Amber Tamblyn hilarious standing there laughing? (laughs) I will say this. I'm fucking... Amber Tamblyn didn't try... I mean, at least Amy Schumer didn't try to present Amber Tamblyn as a comedian. I am tired of Amber Tamblyn pretending she can tell jokes. I Her guess dad I'm not aware was aware of this. She was on At Midnight. Oh, I didn't know that. When you're married, when you're common law married. I've seen one episode of At Midnight ever. Oh, yeah. And, was, and that was the one you watched live? I was live. there in person. When you're common law married to David Cross, you get a pass in comedy. The bad decisions of Todd Margaret is a perfect example. She sucks on that show, oh. and she sucks doing comedy. She's not funny and never has been. She's barely a decent actress in real life. But she's not funny, and I'm tired of people trying to make me think she is. Huh. I, she's, did, I didn't know there was this movement to make Amber Tamlin seem funny. Well... She, she, in this, she was just funny adjacent, and that's fine. But I thought it was cheap to say, oh, look, here's Amber Tamblyn. Gives well, a fuck. Amy Schumer didn't plant her there. But she's then why tell us that that's event. who it is? Why tell us who any of those people are? Just why? Why put their names down there? If you don't know who, it's not like Judy Gold is super famous. She but if you, but if you don't know who she is, big deal. Did that ruin the? I, I don't even remember what that black chick's name was, but she still had the funniest joke funniest in the whole joke, thing. Yeah. So why do that? And, and you know, she talked to her friends for five hours to get that fifteen-second comedy. Uh-huh. And same with the the vagina waxing lady. She talked to her for an entire day just to get that little bit. To make it good, which so I'm like, yes, I'm that's good, but I'm not impressed by it. Here's the only thing on that show that I was impressed by, and it was the yogurt sketch. Okay. Because it was hilariously written, it made a good point, unlike these other sketches about her vagina. This sketch about how companies push yogurt on women because they think it's good for their vagina, I thought that was a funny idea. Because it's true, this whole Activia thing, basically they're saying, women, you better eat yogurt because you are fucked. Your bodies are so done, yogurt is the only thing that's going to save you. (laughs) And I loved it because it got very specific when Rachel Dratch said, well, I use scented tampons even when I'm not on my period. (laughs) But but what uh, can I do about the taste? Because it was very specific. I love that. I like the the part when it gets... Like scientific, where it has the diagram, right? And it says most women's vaginas are made of something, 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 and white gravel. <laughs> right. All right. So I there was, are jokes we like. I was laughing out loud, and then and Rachel and get and talk about getting a good guest star, Rachel Dratch, who is comedy, a hundred percent. Yes, nailed it in that sketch. And I don't know who the black chick was in that sketch, but she was hilarious too. And when she said, "Now, what can we do something about my rotten butthole?" <laughs> God damn it. I laughed so fucking loud. I thought, why couldn't the whole show be as funny as this? That was brilliant. Well, maybe next week. I thought. And, what about the uh, the world's most interesting woman in the world? Oh, yeah. That was bullshit, too. <laughs> and, I, and I'll say at least that one was uh, a noble effort. Because very few people have parodied that. Because it's pretty much a parody already. And to do it as a woman, I think that's... That's probably the only way you could do it, unless yeah. you want to do a cute version with a kid or a dog or something, right? <laughs> Which I mean, there's a million memes of that, 
But I was like, okay, so she's the most interesting woman in the world. But what's the joke? That she's not really interesting? Or if there was a woman version, yeah, she the, would be gross the, and everyone would hate her? Yeah, I think that's the joke, is that the way that the most interesting man in the world lives would be seen as uh, deplorable or embarrassing. For and that's a great that's premise. But unfortunately, they, they didn't do it correctly. It was, uh, the execution the, was completely wrong. because They did have one great joke. What was it? Uh, when she's naming all the things that are interesting about herself. And she says... My blood alcohol content is 0.0% of your business. <laughs> yeah, I did like that. But that's the only one that seems like something the mo- one of the most interesting men would say. Because she was saying gross stuff that even if a dude said it, you'd go, gross, man, shut up. <laughs> because when they show the most interesting man in the world and he's like chopping broccoli and a, and a, a cougar jumps up on him uh, on the counter and he's like, hey, get out of here, I'm cooking. That's what those commercials are about. Uh-huh. He's such a badass. He doesn't freak out when a cougar bothers him in his kitchen. He just waves it away. That's that's why he's the most interesting man in the world. So make her do shit that would make a man super interesting, but would make a, a, make people look at a woman wrong. That's the gag. I mean, I'm not saying it's easy to write, but okay. that is the gag, right? I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's all. It should be all about double standards. And you got to come up with a few. You know, people see a drunk dude walking down the street on Friday night. You know, he's not a bum. He's just a dude. But he's singing at the top of his lungs. You laugh. You sing with him. You put your (laughs) arm around him. And then you walk away. And you're like, remember that dude? He was hilarious. But you see a woman doing that. And you go, Jesus, go home. Clean yourself up. Right? It's the double standard. That's the joke. I just wrote your fucking show, Amy Schumer. Jesus. Hire hire Paul Goebel. Don't hire me. Give me your show. Inside Paul Goebel. Oh, That's God. what we want to see, right? Oh, God. Don't you want to see that? I do not want to see Inside Paul Goebel. Nobody does. <laughs> no. Yeah, see, that's that's what the problem is. White men just can't get a break these days yeah, in America. I can't yeah. get my own show. Um, all right. This is a pretty short show, considering we loved one thing 100% and kind of hated the other thing. I'm still going to watch... 90%? Season. Would you say know. it was only 90% bad? But I did, See, this is the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. I didn't... Other than the Hamilton sketch, I didn't hate any of this. Yeah. It just wasn't up to the level that I've come to expect. From well, obviously, my... I mean, we've talked about this before. I don't really like the Inside Amy Schumer because the preachy stuff is preaching to the choir, first of all. Like, you know... It's always a risk. The fuckable last day thing. I get it. Brilliant. Great idea. I'm glad somebody said it. I'm not the guy. I'm not the guy to talk to about that. Right. I'm not in charge of that. I think you have to think about not the audience who's watching it on Comedy Central. You have to think about the shareability of the YouTube video that gets posted on people's Facebook pages all across the world. (laughs) Right. That's that's where you're not preaching to the choir. I think that's where that stuff ends up actually getting seen by the people. Yeah, and I will say, you know, when this show premiered, not, there wasn't a whole lot of stuff on everyone's Facebook page. Oh my God, did you see this on Amy Schumer right. last night? Uh, if anything, that that fucking yogurt thing should get posted. <laughs> Everybody should see that That's, and laugh at it. But it's it's pretty nasty, so yeah. it's I, not it's something not, you put on your Facebook page. My favorite pointed Amy Schumer sketch from, I think, season two that never, I don't think, got the attention it deserved was the one where she's playing, like, Call of Duty or something like, uh, do you remember that? Where the... Mm-hmm. Um, some sort of war video game. Yeah. And she picks the female character 
and immediately gets sexually assaulted, oh. and the game tries to discourage her from reporting it to her IRS. Oh, that's great. That was a great, great sketch. Yeah, see, those things are awesome. But I feel like people are, are more, people see that and go, uh, that makes me feel bad, because yeah. there's nothing I can do about it. And that it goes back to the thing I said originally about this show in Broad City. I watch those and go, God damn it. <laughs> I, I am sorry that I helped build this horrible world that my daughters are growing up in, and it's sad. So, yeah, when I see a bunch of dudes pretending like they're doctors, and every time she said something vaguely medical, that one guy went, ew. <laughs> it was funny, but they should have got better actors to play those guys, too. I'll say that. I don't know. But, you had a couple of really good actors there. You had, um, what's his name, Gene Jones. Uh, he was... I don't um, know who that is. You might remember him from No Country for Old Men. He's the uh, gas station clerk that uh, Sugar almost kills. Yeah. Has that whole conversation with. Okay. And then you also had the actor whose name I don't remember was uh, uh, Carcetti's campaign manager from The Wire. What's I don't his name? remember him either. The one black senator. Oh, yeah. Reg Cathy. Reg right. Cathy, yes. He is a great actor. Yeah. Yes. But the, I don't know. The rest of them seemed a little... It just seemed kind of one-dimensional. I mean, I'm not blaming them because I'm sure they were like, oh, I get it, haha. And they were being a kind of one dimensional. That was the point. But, and maybe they were all intimidated by Reg Cathy. I would be. <laughs> the guy's great. Um, all right. So, are we done? Yeah, I think so. We're all right. Watch next week. Next week, I want to watch The United Shades of America, uh, which is Kamau Bell's new show on CNN. And, and I want to watch. <laughs> Silicon Valley, right. which is the new season of Kumail Nanjiani's show so, on HBO. I pick Kumail and you pick Kumail. That's right. Are there other uh, people on these shows whose name are familiar? Are, are like similar? I don't know who no. else is on Shades of, Shades I, of America. I, I, I don't know who else is on Silicon Valley. This is the first time I've ever watched. That's not true. <laughs> you know a lot of people who are on that show. In fact, I remember one time you were talking about that show and you said to me, Hey man, you should watch this. 